on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk. And we're going to be talking to the EPA shortly here on the programme about a new survey about how Irish people feel about climate change and the causes and what needs to be done to address it. It's the main story on the front of the Irish Examiner. 40% of people mistake the cause of climate change. So almost 40% of Irish people wrongly believe that climate change is jointly caused by people and natural occurrences. Uh, And obviously the scientists all say that climate change is down to us, it's down to humans. Uh, This is a new in-depth survey of Ireland's attitude to climate change and it's found that large swathes of the population are overestimating the impact their own actions are having on climate action, while support for policies like higher taxes on petrol or diesel cars and bans on peat, coal and home heating oil has fallen. We'll discuss all of that shortly with the EPA, but it's the main story on the front of the examiner. Obviously, RTE and Minister Catherine Martin dominate a lot of the front pages as well. I don't know how many people gave up their Tuesday evening to sit down and watch the Oireachtas Committee at 7 o'clock, but certainly the journalists did, and they're covering it in the papers today. The Indo Minister knew that RTE chair was ready to quit. Catherine Martin was aware Shuni Raleigh was likely to resign as RTE chair before the minister went on prime time and failed to express confidence in her. Um, and Catherine Martin says she was flabbergasted by the threat of resignation. I couldn't understand how someone would try to tell the minister how to manage their work, she told the media committee last night. Uh, there weren't the fireworks, I think, that people might have been expecting at this Oireachtas committee meeting, but there'll be more questions and answers and statements in the doll today. So if you're not sick of the story, plenty more to come. If you are sick of it, tough, because uh, there's a long road ahead, it looks like. Also, Martin faces the backlash, is the front of the Irish Daily Mirror. Politicians rounded on RTE boss Kevin Backhurst last night over his role in controversial exit packages. On to other stories then, the Irish Daily Star, Enoch Burke, another long-running saga in Ireland. It's the hard Enoch life for us. This is the news that Enoch Burke is still getting his full pay despite being locked up in Mountjoy. Uh, a judge has said Mr Burke remains behind bars for refusing to stay away, uh, sorry, refusing to comply with the High Court order to stay away from a school in County Westmead. And Enoch Burke still on full pay after 275 days spent in prison. The Irish Times on the front page, uh, leaving certain reforms advantage private schools. This will be quite an interesting one for those in the education sector. Plans to reform the Leaving Cert science uh, subjects risk widening the social divide because they give an unfair advantage to students in fee-charging schools who have better access to lab equipment and technicians. This is a warning from university lecturers, um, the Irish University Association, who are responding to curriculum changes for Leaving Cert Biology, Chemistry and Physics drawn up by the state's advisory body on the curriculum there. So essentially you need a good lab and good technicians and the fee-paying schools seem to have better labs. Therefore, students who are going to private schools will have an unfair advantage, according to lecturers. Inside the Irish Independent, quite a shocking headline, cars and bikes stolen every three hours in Dublin and teen thefts are out of control. 
So this is sort of a suggestion that we have marauding gangs of teens going around Dublin stealing cars and bikes. Uh, the article says that Gardaí are attempting to deal with several out-of-control teen robbery gangs with a car or bike stolen in Dublin every three hours. One youth alone is suspected of stealing 20 vehicles in a week earlier this month. The teen are also following a social and other social, sorry, the teen that they're describing here and other offenders are following a social media trend of posting their crimes online. So bad enough that we're robbing cars and bikes, but we're posting up videos as well onto social media to show off about it. And Gardaí are raising concerns about offenders exploiting inadequacies in their capacity to respond to criminals using the roads networks. You can read more about that in the Indo. Lock up your bikes and cars, it would seem, in Dublin. The Irish Examiner tells us that the public transport system in Ireland isn't accessible and not fit for purpose, according to a leading charity. Over three quarters of wheelchair users said they feel unsafe using public transport infrastructure like bus stops, crossing cycle lanes or using shared paths with cyclists. The Irish Wheelchair Association also found over half of respondents reported difficulties accessing public transport. Um, so clearly a big issue with the public transport infrastructure here in Ireland. Is it suitable or not for people with disabilities? And those who actually have disabilities and who use wheelchairs say, no, it's not suitable and it's certainly not accessible for people with disabilities. That's in the Irish Examiner. Now, in the Telegraph today, I'm sure this will be like a red rag to a bull to some people. Uh, families should eat cereal for dinner to save money. This is according to the chief executive of Kellogg's, who's talking about families who are cash strapped. Uh, and this is the multi-millionaire owner or chief executive of Kellogg's who's suggesting that the poor people should eat his products to save money. Gary Pilnick provoked fury online after he said that the breakfast food was a much more affordable evening meal option and was on trend now as households face financial pressures due to the cost of living crisis. And this guy earns $5 million a year, so he's perfectly placed to advise poorer people on how to manage their budgets. Elsewhere, a couple of other stories to do with the 29th of February. Of course, we're all working for free tomorrow on February 29th. Uh, but there's two stories, one in the Indo, looking at birthdays, leap year birthdays. And uh, this year, Robin McKeown will celebrate her 16th birthday, which is really her fourth birthday. And her sister Lana is celebrating her 20th birthday, which is really her fifth birthday. So sh- sharing it with a sister makes it even more special. The sisters from Blanchardstown were not only both born in leap years, four years apart, but they were also born on the same day, February 29th. And the joint birthday has made the two sisters unbelievably close, according to their mother, Suzanne. And of course, there is a tradition on a leap day for women to propose. And um, in the eye, we are told that according to research from EasyJet, a quarter of women say they're more likely to propose on a leap day than any other. By the way, women can propose whenever they want. I hate this that they say, oh, you're allowed to propose on the leap day. You can do it whenever you want. But women are more likely to do it on a leap day than any other. And women said their ideal proposal location would be at a romantic private dinner or on the beach, and the top 10 foreign destinations for leap year proposals were Paris, 
followed by Rome, Venice, Santorini, Amsterdam, Prague, Tuscany, Madrid, Athens and Copenhagen. No Dublin mentioned there, but they're the list of cities that women are most likely to propose to their loved ones in. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.